This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from James, and it's just, you know, a mere seven-parter. So I think we'll end In 10 up, minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 47 I think, I seconds think we'll per do point. A few, I think we'll do a few episodes because he brings up some great points. There are good questions. Um, he starts kind of telling us a story about there's a group of guys and they're sharing testimonies or stories of answered prayer. So the first guy says, yeah, I know prayer is real. I know it works. I was going through cancer treatment. And honestly, it was easy for me. But I know that was the case because hundreds of people were praying for me. Another guy said, I was on a missions trip. We were in a foreign country. We learned of a need to build a school. We prayed about it. The next morning, we woke up to hear that someone was going to match and 50K was given. And so we had the money. We built the school while we were there. Another guy, you know, said, I prayed for the salvation of my parents, and then they come to Christ. It's another testimony of God's answer to prayer. So I might be leaving some things out, but James has some great Mm -hmm. questions stemming from all of this. And so the first one is kind of going back to the guy going through cancer treatment. He's saying, James asked, it's always nice to know that people are praying for you, but does the number of people praying affect if God answers the prayer? Does the more popular you are increase the likelihood to see answered mm-hmm. prayer? And if I may tack onto this, I think this is even more prevalent today because of social media. Like there's mm-hmm. often a movement of, you know, someone is sick or in critical condition and like Instagram or whatever social media platform, Facebook, whatever can, you know, unite the Christian army. And there can be truly thousands of people praying for you know, this miracle. And we do have testimonies of God supernaturally intervening. And so I think it kind of can feel like, well, if you get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to pray for you, then God will do something. Well, first of all, let me answer the second part of that. If someone's more popular, is it increase the likelihood of God answering a prayer? It's kind of a self-evident answer. I don't think anyone would really. he, He cares about the widow so yeah, true I, religion I, is caring yeah. for the widow and the orphan. So, so I think um, might care more about the widow and orphan than the probably because <laughs> popular wealthy yeah. people, you know, are self sufficient, right? Yeah. This, this is an interesting set of questions. I want to read this passage that I'm going to give you on the front end. I don't understand what it means. <laughs> it's one of these verses I believe, but I scratch my head. This is Paul in Second Corinthians, which has got one of the best introductions for why you pray in chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. I sign a lot of hand notes that I write, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 7, people that are in affliction or having a hard time. But in verse 11, this is Paul again, he says, let me back up to 10, who delivered us from so great a peril of death, Mm. and he will deliver us, he on whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. You also joining in helping us through your prayers. Mm-hmm. You also joining in helping us through your prayers so that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed on us through the prayers of many, which is kind of what he's asking here in a larger principle. If a lot of people are praying for it, it helps me. Mm-hmm. So intellectually, I can say, yes, I get that. Experientially is where I have a fault. Experiential theology is a dangerous thing. Right. Just because something works out does not mean it's God's will. How often have we heard people say, I prayed and the Lord led me here or told me this, that, and then months later it falls apart, Mm -hmm. it collapses. Mm -hmm. I've seen this in marriages over the years. Mm -hmm. I've had couples come to me, want to officiate their wedding, 
and they tell me their story. They get premarriage counseling. The counselor says, uh, and I talk to them and go, listen, we wouldn't love you if we proceeded with this. Mm-hmm. You've got a counselor, and I'm just observing couples. I think it'd be good for you to wait. Mm-hmm. Continue in your counseling. Get more people around you. Yep. If it's you know really what you plan to do, you want to be prepared. You want your counselor and your pastor to say, this is going to be great. Yeah. Not, yeah. I got all kinds of red flags. Right. right. Well, God led us together. We prayed, and God told us. They marched down, get married. Not even a year later, they're in my office crying. Yeah. And I go, well, we can't go back. Right. We have to go forward. Right. But that's not anecdotal. That's frequent. Yeah. And so then you ask the question, they believed at that time God led them together. Yeah. And they were convinced of that. Yeah. And then it doesn't. So just because the experience feels good and seems mm-hmm. like, and I, perhaps in the first couple of months, they had a wonderful relationship and it right. was all praise Jesus. Right. It seems like the more religious they are on the front end, mm-hmm. I don't mean that unkindly, it's almost like a predictor is going to be a mess. Wow. Not fail, but it's going to be a mess. Right. So then they have to learn to grow in faith and obedience and work through the marriage. Mm-hmm. Point being, prayer outcome, it worked out, it didn't work out. Was God wrong? Right. No. It was our view of answered prayer, yeah. what that does for yeah. me. On the other hand, if it doesn't work out, maybe that's what God intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, your mother would say, we went from point A to point B to point C, because you'd have never gone from A to C if God didn't take you to B. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just convoluted theology. <laughs> and of course, she's right, and I'm wrong, and that's, right. that's the end that's of that story. Of the yeah. But that's a way a lot of people work around this issue when something doesn't work out. I yeah. would not have learned it apart from— Well, but from. also, if something doesn't work out, that doesn't—I mean, I would say that doesn't mean that that wasn't God's will. God's exactly. will in our life is sometimes hardship. Yes. So I don't think we grow apart from suffering a hardship. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's go back to outcome-based prayer. If we do all these things right and pray, does that mean God is beholding to answer us? No. Right. Paul says that your prayers help us. Yeah. Now, I've heard people say this too. I have a friend who's gone through a long process of cancer treatments, and he goes, I can feel the prayers. Totally. Yeah. I've heard so many people say it. I yeah. don't besmirch that. Right. I don't You're not going to say them. that's not real. I've been chronic back pain, five surgeries, live with intractable pain a lot of days. It's insufferable. And a lot of people are praying for me. I don't feel a thing. <laughs> now, what I tell people that always ask about my back, I'm praying for you. I always have this little pejorative story. Your mother would roll her eyes. I say, thanks for praying for me, because if half the people who tell me they're praying for me, really pray for me, mm-hmm. if they stop, I'd probably evaporate. Yeah, well, that's probably true. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. All those people stop praying. Yeah. Now, it's part tongue-in-cheek, but it's also, I don't know what that means. Right. I don't want to be super religious and presumptuous and say, oh, I feel the Lord's presence. Yeah. And yeah. If you do, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying, what does that mean? Yeah. And be very careful. Yeah. We're not ascribing our emotions and experience mm-hmm. because this is what we want. Mm-hmm. And outcome-based theology, it can be wrought with problems. So it doesn't work out. God taught me this. It did work out, and then it failed, and God taught me that. God's not confusing. Yeah. He's clear. Yeah. Paul suffered. 
a lot. His prayers were not, quote, answered to relieve his whatever his eye <sighs> issue was in yeah. his life. Read Second Corinthians chapter 11 sometimes. Beaten, shipwrecked, Shipwreck. snake bit, stoned. The poor guy was probably, he looked like an old beat up, decrepit man with yeah. arthritis, probably bent yeah. over. Imprisoned a lot. A lot of his ministry. This notion that the number of people, the efficacy of their prayer, the effective prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. That's true. It doesn't say of a thousand people on Instagram. Yeah. So <laughs> let, let's 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 have a, a baseline. Yeah. Yes, we're to pray. Yep. I don't know what answering prayer necessarily means. What I do know is a man or woman who prays is going to grow in their relationship with Christ no matter the outcome. Mm -hmm. God's word, God's spirit, God's people. If I'm in his word, I'm submitting to his spirit. For Cindy and me, our handbook to prayer, valley of vision, joy and strength, it helps us think less about self and more about others, less about self, more about Christ. I'm a big sinner every stinking morning. I feel bad emotionally, physically. I need that recalibration and reorientation to I'm serving Christ, not myself. It's mm -hmm. not about creature comforts. Yes, I can enjoy the stuff of life, Ecclesiastes, but that's not the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think Western Christianity has really become an I, me, my, if, then world that it's all about me, Jesus, bless my plan, bless my vision, mm -hmm. bless my children, bless, bless, bless. I love the handbook to prayer because it gets me focused on Christ on confession, mm -hmm. on adoration, on worship, long before I start asking for him to mm -hmm. do for me mm -hmm. like some puppeteer upside down. Mm -hmm. If you're God, save my son, mm -hmm. save my marriage, save my whatever. Mm -hmm. He hears those prayers, but is the God of the universe, is that what I'm asking him? Mm -hmm. I want to be more like Christ. Yeah. I want to be less selfish. Yeah. These are intangible, unmeasurable things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the maturing Christian is going to get there. Not that the other's unimportant. I just think we are a little bit out of alignment. Yeah, I get that. All right. Well, we have Part hit two and one three and four. of seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be able to do the other ones faster, though. So that's all for this week's episode. And um, you can... We want to encourage you that yeah. prayer is complicated. <laughs> yeah. No, it matters. It matters. Scripture says it matters. Amen. So the next few episodes are going to be... We're going to keep fleshing this out. So hope you come back. If you've got a question for Dr. E, you can call us, text us, or email us. And the info's in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 